Well, welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here. Family, get ready. Get your pencil, get your paper now. It's going to be it's gonna be something. Yeah. Now, but, but before we get started, now listen, niggas. While they got the niggas bewildered by P. Diddy, T.D. Jakes, Cat Williams, all them niggas, um... All kind of shits going on, goddamn. The fire was in Chile. Yeah, a giant fire. Listen, now. It's the same... It, exactly what happened in, in Hawaii a couple months back. But, Pete, remember the first fire the same way was in California. Do you remember? Yeah. How everybody was saying this can't be no real... Um, forest fire literally saying in Chile that it was actually intentionally set but direct energy weapons so but Pete man niggas all of the all the cattle ranches are being set on fire too and all of the ranches are mad and they've been going down to the DOJ, Department of Justice, with their tractors and throwing shit and all kinds of stuff at the building. Yes. That was last week I was telling you about this. Niggas, California is literally, fu- this Long Beach now, the same shit that happened in San Diego, nigga, is going on in Long Beach right now. Long Beach is right now. Yeah. I mean, like, we talking about, nigga, you can go swimming in the motherfucking yeah, streets. Exactly. Just like it was. Mm-hmm. Mind y'all, niggas, I told y'all I seen all kind of destruction going on in California before I left. In the, uh, the crack that they were worried about years ago? Is it, it getting bigger? It's getting a lot bigger. You can actually see the split. Yeah, like, wow. The crack. But you know, California was already separated though before that was an island. It wasn't. So it's going back to the way it was. But yeah, so yeah, listen, (laughs) y'all. I like niggas. Listen, um, uh, now this is the the new news. Hawaii is now sending their national guards down to Texas in order to fight against Texas. Yes. So, it's officially a civil war going on in fucking Texas. Oh, yes, I know. But this is the interesting thing that I thought about yesterday after I was putting together what's going on with... Because most of our cattle ranches is in Texas. Yeah, that's right. So, if you take Texas fucking out, we have no meat. We have none. We do, because niggas, we got it here. So, Alabama... We'll be producing a lot of the shit because we got a lot of cattle ranches here, but it it won't be enough to be able to feed them all. No, there's not that many cattle up here. I just want to thank God for bringing my ass to this motherfucking state, niggas. I just want to say thank you for being obedient, and, and still God is dealing with me. You understand me? Um, I talked to my client yesterday, and she was saying how her grandmother had a whole fucking store in her house. White people already ready, nigga. <laughs> Oh, niggas, white people didn't prep that. Listen, down here, nigga, the preppers have prepped. What do we got? We ain't got you. And I've been telling y'all niggas, and listen, I spent.
spent a whole two years. I spent a whole two years talking to, to people I love, people I know, saying we need to learn to work together to gain our resources to collectively, right? So we can be one unit. I've been saying this for two years. For two years, I've been saying shit's getting worse. If we don't learn to work together and come together with our resources, our money pulled together to survive. Pull together to survive. Niggas, we going to be fucked because niggas won't do that. Mexicans do it. Asians do it. White folks do it. Everybody else but niggas. We be so busy. Man, I ain't even got nothing to say. It is what it is. Uh, Listen. (laughs) You could be trying to help somebody. I swear they they won't take it. In business, in whatever. Because we think we know everything. And we refuse to take any information. So as I was listening to this tour portion, goddamn, I said, I'm going to be quiet today. And I might have little rebuttal. But I want you to hear this young brother speak. Because I want you, I want to see if you, if you really see something. Or maybe it's me. Maybe it's because I'm a nigga woman. And nobody listens to nigga women. We sound like wah 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 That's how we sound. The word tells you warning comes before destruction. When God warns us, it's something that we got to take heed to, but we don't take heed. We don't listen. But here we go. I didn't lecture enough.
might have been a little trying, but we here. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Some weeks you win some, some weeks you lose some. But you live to see another week, right? Hallelujah for that. I'm grateful and I'm thankful. Um, just bear with me. I'm just slowing down. Um, you know, my mind, is moving. it moves a mile a minute sometimes. Or it's, it's just sometimes I got to slow down. I was rushing. You know, I was running behind. I was trying to pack the stuff for the for the camp and my truck, whatever. And um, found parking out front. I'm rushing. I'm rushing. Okay. I put my little tea because I got a little, you know, turns on and you make your tea in the morning, whatever. Um, and I put it on the center console, right? Just everything's. I'm like, I, well, I don't normally do this. The whole thing just spilled all over into the seat. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? Ah. You know what that means? Slow down. Take it easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it be what it be like that sometimes. You gotta take a little, you gotta take a breather. Um, they gotta exercise where you just count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. Take a second. Reset. Slow down. Cause you you rushing and you're missing steps, you're not paying attention, you think you You call that grounding exercises. It's it's great for people who have anxiety. So when you are moving in a space where you are anxious, they tell you to stop. And five things you see smell, taste, touch, your know, five senses, right? You, you mark it down five each, each things, and it's just to take it in. And, um, it kind of takes everything out your mind that's causing you to be anxious. And basically, I bet he ate, he got ADHD. Because because the thing about the folks with that, that ADHD, our minds are always running mm-hmm. and moving. So your thought process is never at rest. You're constantly thinking, <laughs> which, which is the reason why we... <laughs> There's the reason why we be all over the place and our conversations get all over the place and we have to learn how to stop and reflect and there's always those pausing going on. So um, he's talking about taking some time to relax his mind and get centered and then move. And I was thinking about um, that this morning. As me and my baby was, we was doing some research this morning now, goddamn. I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna enjoy this year, um, the the podcast, because we finna get deep into stuff. So, t- we researching right now the name of God, um, and we have come up with some very interesting things. You are going, we gonna blow y'all mind. I promise you, y'all gonna have a good time. I'm moving on. Secured something is not secured, and, and you make it worse than what it was initially but i'm grateful i'm thankful um i'm eager to be here i'm grateful to be here um you know it's this this is, this is a good week any week that you got no bad news is a good week you know what i'm saying you know y'all wills it next week is the same you know what i mean so but let's get into it um today we're gonna get into the portion uh let's give me a second let me grab my ipad and everything
I promise you I'm so grateful for my iPad out of it. Just bear with me for a second. I mean, a portion is going to be found in the book of Exodus. Um, Exodus, the 18th chapter. And we're going from 18 to 20. All right? 20 verse 23. And the name of this chapter is Yetro. I appreciate you. And um, I like this portion. I say that a lot, right? I like this portion. It's not many portions I don't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, this portion, let's say, let me say this. This portion is interesting to me, right? Because we see a person like Adon Moshe who's so close to Yah, who has so much insight but still needs guidance. And he didn't think so highly of himself that he refused guidance. He utilized the guidance and he implemented it. So that tells me that I'm no different. Neither one of us are any different. That's why counsel is very important. You can't listen to the people around you that love you and want the best for you. You don't want the best for yourself. You know, the parable, lean not unto thy own understanding, could fit many different fashions of our lives. It could stand for don't just study the Torah without bouncing things off of other people. It could stand for don't just go through your life and just think you got this all handled without consulting others. You know what I'm saying? Like, we walk in a path that's been... What was that, niggas? What was that? What? Father, what was it? Nigga girl, you hear that shit? Don't live your life without consulting others. Didn't, didn't, didn't. I don't know who that niggas that said that shit. Niggas, I told you. We don't, we don't want nobody to tell us nothing. We reject all knowledge. Yep. Before us, many and many and many and many a times, wisdom tells me to consult with those who have walked this path. I want to talk to those who tripped on this path. I want to talk to those who skipped on this path. I want to talk to those who ran, who jogged, who took a slow crawl. Let me get all the experiences so I can compile it together and make my path that much easier, if at all possible. And nobody is so great that they can't do that. If a Domo Shea, the one who was so close unto Yah, Yah spoke to him mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth. We're going to see it here. All of the haters, and I was thinking about it the other day when I was reading and I was thinking about the murmuring. Yo, murmurers are haters. That's what they are. they haters, man. But they're not capable of doing exactly what it is you could do, but they just hate the fact that they can't do it, so they're going to hate on you. Come on. Put, our community is full of haters. People who don't like each other, they just, you can't even, why, why you don't like that person? What did that person, I just don't like them. That's evil. It's evil. To conjure up the negativity about something before you even try to approach the positivity about something is evil. But the good thing about it is as long as you have the breath of life in your lungs, you have the ability to convert that evil to good. It's Thank just our you. habits. It's just the things we've been taught and seen and, and, and took heed to that ain't good for us. But those things are changeable unless you don't want to change it. Unless you feel like it just don't need to be changed. At which time, maybe y'all utilize you for evil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My prayer is that y'all utilize me for good. I remember I was hearing my wife say this one time. We said a prayer before we walk out the door. Or she walks out the door and I was in the living room just sitting there. And she was like, 
y'all use me and my children for good and not evil. Come on. I was like, wow, that's a big one. You got to consider that. You got to throw that up in there. I don't want to be utilized. Did we say that y'all creates the wicked for the day of evil, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I want to be the one that's created for the day of good. You know what I mean? All positivity, if at all possible. But you know, you can usher that into your life by how you think, how you act, how you speak, how you move, Come how on. you interpret stuff, Come how on. you respond to stuff. Yeah. This is how we take control of our environment. This is how we take control of situations, yeah. by how you respond to it. You know, you can control a situation just by how you respond. Yes. Real talk. You can control the situation just how you respond, speak volumes. You can demand respect by not saying nothing. Come on. By how you respond to it. Woo. That's what's important. And it's funny. Pause. Niggas. Listen, listen, y'all. Woo. Listen, I, man. That's the number one thing I teach. It's how you respond to situations. Yeah. You ain't got to let people bring you down to their level. It's not even always about other people. It's also about situations that arise in your life. And how we take advantage of opportunities and how we take advantage of the things that's happening in our lives. Or how things come into your life that might be negative. And how you respond to what happens can change what happens. Can I take you back to when I talked about my friend Ro? Who said he keeps in his, his, his chart now the, the words... Every uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, meaning however something happens, how you respond to it, positive or negative, will bring a positive or a negative outcome. Woo, come on here now, y'all. These are lessons that, that's, that's, that's applicable to all aspects of our life. My workspace. Our place is like one of the, they call us Chocolate City. Because we have the most concentrated demographic of colored people on the job in my firehouse. But we have a lot of controversy. It's a lot of young guys. And, you know, I realize when our people come together, we see value in ourselves, but we don't value each other. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a power struggle always. It's like who wants to be the head honcho and and who wants to and and it's like when you time and you have patience and you learn the steps and you attach yourself to the process. If it's yours, it's yours. Right. You don't have to fight for it. Your time will come. Right. Right. But our people don't necessarily understand that. So we come together. We struggle for power. We struggle for oh, don't listen to that one. Listen to what I'm saying, and don't listen to this one, and that, and and, and that's that's not right. It's not a, it's not a good good way to live amongst each other. Because we coming together, and everybody outside of there is against us. But we inside against each other. Right. So when we go outside, we 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 pretty much helping the ones that's against us. It's, it's, it, it just don't add up. It just don't make sense. But I say all I have to say this. I was talking to one of the young brothers, brand new, put no work in yet. 
Does your reputation precede you? Do your reputation precede you? What are people saying about who you are? Who you are stands by people's example of who you are. So when you walk into a room, when they, when you come in that room, how are they judging you? Because most of the time we get mad. We say, I don't care about nobody judging you. But it doesn't matter. We judge everything in life. You can't make decisions without judgment. Judgments is no longer the synonym of the term decision-making. Where you weigh out pros and cons to make the best decision as to what is right and correct. Deductive reasoning. Right? We have to make decisions. We have to think about the things that we do. Correct. You don't have to care about what people say, but I had a... My power session with with a friend of mine this morning as I was speaking life, I talked to her about um, people always get mad with God when he said, take them all out, niggas. The power of influence. Your positivity gained you better influence, which opened doors for you in ways that nobody else can open. When God said we walk right before his eyes and have humility, he said, I'll make you what I'll bless you, you, and you will also be blessed by men. Meaning other people will give unto you. No better than them. No better than them. In fact, it makes you worse than them because they at least put some work in. You got no work in. 
perspective, I look at it and I say that, wow, we are the people. Because the same thing we experience in our, our environment, of our people, of our culture, is the same thing as, as happening all over the place. And it interferes with us, I don't want to say even unifying, it interferes with us strengthening ourselves. Yeah. It interferes with us passing the, the torch to our children. You know, just pondering on some of the things that's said in the scriptures. You know, when Most High is like, you know, he'll visit iniquity upon the fathers until the second and third generation of them that hate him. And you think about that. You say, well, how could I pay for the sins of my father? Because I'm not supposed to, right? That's our whole argument in terms of why it don't make sense about this JC dude, right? Because how is he paying for the sins of the world, right? But then when you look at that parable, you say, well, how could I pay for the sins of my father? It's very simple. When your father teaches you the wrong thing, you continue to perpetuate that. Bingo. Goes back to influence again. Mirroring what we do. People watch what we do. We do things that are correct, they follow it. We do things that's wrong, they follow it. Especially young, impressionable children. You know, like right now. Y'all school districts trying to decide whether or not they're going to put litter boxes in the kids' goddamn bathroom. The fuck? Litter boxes in the bathroom, goddamn. For kids that identify as cats, the fuck is going on? Goddamn it. To the point that our children don't even want to be fucking human no more. Goddamn, these kids is walking around in a whole fucking fantasy world. You wonder why they sold y'all ass the term that you living in a motherfucking matrix? They implant ideas first, goddamn. And then once you accept that idea, everybody's talking about we living in a simulation. They gonna hit you with something else. And then you accept that too. Do you realize how gullible we are? Think about this shit. Well, gay is accepted. Now, where we going with this? Now they got your kids thinking they animals and shit. I'm literally kids going to school like because they cats now and horses and shit. Niggas, really? The fuck is we doing? This is... <sighs> Nigga, Listen. I'm going to tell you the impact psychologically of this shit going on. Kids are out here killing motherfuckers now. I watched a video with my kid about this 15-year-old killed his mama. This nigga was straight a psychopath. How do I know? This nigga was like, yeah. You know, I just threw her ass in a wheelbarrow. And then, you know, dead body, dead weight is rough. Shit. And And it was so hard. It was like he held... On a long time when he finally was free to be himself. Oh, nigga. The psychologist said he had never seen a case of narcissism like that in his goddamn life. But this is the real kicker. The friends didn't even kill the mama, but they helped him cover up the shit. This nigga staged the scene as if somebody broke in. in. And he ain't even do a good job at it with his dumb ass. And his friends come in and help him stage the scene. And take the stuff. And now while they sitting in a police car. They asking they're talking about. Talking about yeah man you know. Man I'm going to be grounded forever. 
Um, yeah, school, school, I mean, like, ah, oh, the class kids are gonna be talking trash when we go back to school tomorrow. These motherfuckers didn't even know they was finna go to jail. They had no concept of the wrong which they did. Because these niggas living in fantasy worlds. And y'all not under nigga, goddamn. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I know y'all get tired of me complaining, goddamn. But y'all don't think about half of the shit you're seeing because we, you know, the problem with us now, right now, ain't my problem. Ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> if you ain't instilling righteousness in your goddamn kids, what the hell you gonna be dealing with? They coming into my office looking for me to make change. That yeah, I only gonna see them an hour a week. What is an hour a week gonna do? When they going right back into that environment again. You know, the same environment where parents ain't doing shit. I met a parent yesterday, girl, listen to this. And then I'm going to put her back on. Listen, she came in, she adopted a girl. And this is what she said. Yeah, I make sure we talk. We have we come down and we discuss things as a family. You heard that? Mm-hmm. This is a nigga woman. We discuss things as a family because the girl came in tearing up and cutting up and and they came together as a family to find out a solution to figure out what we gonna do collectively Mm -hmm. nigga did you hear me nigga i paused her right in the middle of that statement i said hold on you said what now as a family discussions I said, you know what? I'm sorry for stopping you right here, but I just want to tell you. Kudos, goddamn. Kudos to you. She said, why? I said, because I don't see black families doing the shit you do. The first thing they want to tell us is we acting white. The fuck? I said... Not only do I commend you for doing this, I celebrate you, sister. She said when she first got married to her husband, you know what her husband told her? Mm. Yeah, y'all can stop that Cosby shit, though. You ain't got to pretend no more. She was like, what? She grew up with that. On that TV? Not TV. She grew up with her family. Yes. It was so uncomfortable for him in the beginning. She said he wasn't a hugger. He wasn't in the hugging, showing affection, none of that. But as I always state, niggas, it's uncomfortable in the beginning. Of course. But as you begin to accept it, you will find something positive in it. It will change your life. And you'll realize you really missed out on some shit. Girl, I left that office. Father, thank you for making me different. For not falling to what he said, the sins of our forefathers. Because I could have easily went down the back other way that I was raised.
thank God for wanting to do something different. Come on. It's time for us to stop. I'm just going to say it. Being fucking stupid. Ignorant. And embracing. It is nothing. It is nothing worse than you to walk around in ignorance and, and celebrate that shit. That is the most detrimental thing you can do to yourself. Now think about it. The whole world is falling apart. Everybody tune in to fucking Puff Daddy and everything else going on in the goddamn world. I, I'm. You now fall into that sense as well. Like father, like son. So it's our job to identify the shortcomings of the ones that came before us and break that cycle and inherit new habits or good habits. That's why you gotta listen when people come to you and talk to you. Sometimes people, they talk to you and advise you, and it's easy for people to advise you on they wrong, but they won't even tell you that they're talking about themselves. That's why I'm telling y'all, man, don't don't take what I'm saying up here like I'm personally taking a shot. I think that that's not the way to do it up here. Up here should come truth. Up here should be teaching and learning. You understand? I utilize situations in my life. So don't take it like I'm talking specifically to you. I had got a phone call from somebody before. And I'll tell you no lie, in a whole other state. Bro was like, yo, what you talking about me? I was like, I don't know what you talking about. I don't even know what's going on in your life. You know what I'm saying? He was like, y'all feel like you was talking about like, yeah, a real heart-to-heart personal conversation with me. And I'll let, I listen to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it ain't my problem. I, I clearly identify it's a problem that he's having, a struggle. And that was nothing but guilt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I listen to the brother, and I'm like, yeah, now how can I be talking about you, brother? I don't know nothing about that concerning your life. Uh, we just going through the same thing, clearly, or something similar to it. If it's applicable and I'm speaking and it fits, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say it. Not have to. I'm not talking about anybody. And, um, I think a lot of times we fail to realize. A lot of times we, when we're teaching, we always teach about ourselves. So I'll be like, I ain't shit. I tell you I'll be fucking up. Because it's better to, for me to tell you my flaws and my experiences. So that you gain insight. I remember when I first went to school for psychology, the first thing they tell you is don't be don't share your business. For what? If you telling me your deepest, darkest secrets, why the, why the fuck do I keep mine from you? How do you learn to connect to a person? That therapy setting is an intimate space. Sometimes people need to know somebody else is going through the same shit they was going through. That happened to me last week. I had a client come in and something happened to them. And I told them, listen, this is what normally happens to people who experience this thing like you did. And when he left my office, he said, thank you so much. He said, I never had anyone. First of all, I never told anybody about this. But you made me feel as if you understood exactly what I was going through. Intimacy does that. Our ability to connect with someone else. To share what we're going through and have someone understand your plight. 
And not only do they not understand it, but they're there for you in the midst of it. There's nothing worse than not having somebody to have your back when you're going through stuff. Let alone understand your experience and are with you in it. Sometimes we can be selfish. But we got to think beyond that space. I found it to be interesting, but I say all that to say, you speak to people and you take that advice from others. When just, just, just hear it. You have a toolbox. Just think of it as a toolbox. And you can just put that tool in your box. And when it comes time for you to utilize it and to come to fixing something in your life, you open that box and you get that tool. But if you never need a tool, hey, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. So basically what he's saying is sometimes people are sharing stuff with you. You don't have to reject it. You can listen. You might need you might not need it at the moment. But later on in life, you might find yourself in a situation where that information that was given to you is actually needed. As I say all the time, we reject knowledge because we feel like somebody's trying to control us. But what he said earlier is he was talking about himself, but because somebody was convicted because they did some wrong shit. They assumed somebody was talking about them. And that wasn't even the case. He was talking about himself and what he was going through. But because the person was convicted by their own shit, which they call projection, they took it wrong. And they made it about themselves. They felt targeted. Yes. But I always tell y'all the word cuts like a two-edged sword. That's right. It's supposed to cut you. If you you don't feel cut, then you're beyond reproach. But if you cut, then you know that you need to change something. Just say ouch and move on. But we don't we don't approach it that way, man. Perception is very important. So let's get into it. We're in the book of Exodus, the 18th chapter. We're gonna be reading um the portion of the day. And the portion is yet though. Oh man, we all spilling stuff today, right? Um Jethro. Let me know when you're ready, brother. Let me just get there. How y'all feeling today? That's 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 a good Yeah, my my sister's in the back. How y'all feeling today? Good. Look how You ain't got a lot. If you ain't feeling good, you could be like, nah. I, I understand that. I'll be waking up sometimes feeling like, nah. But, you know, we kind of push through the day. We say our prayers. And most of the time, after I say my prayer, it's hard for me to be feeling, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just sat there and, and, and bend the knee before your whole one and thanked him for life and all the good things. And I turn around angry and upset. That's why certain emotions don't believe. You shouldn't feed it on the shot by Really shouldn't. You know what I mean? That's my opinion. You shouldn't feed it on the shot block. Yeah. Just, just focus on feeding good. And, and, and a lot of times you gotta you gotta work on yourself. You gotta talk to yourself. Yeah, nah, y'all shot this ain't the day. Nah, man. Nah, we gotta be conscious, be mindful. You're dealing with people and you're speaking to people. Man, you might have said that a little harsh. This is what pay, pay attention to how people respond to you. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is where the Christians get their Ten Commandments. What? Exodus 18. Oh. This goes into the... The, the bullet points. And the bullet points to the... Shabbat. And then, then they go into what you're supposed to do on the Shabbat, but they forget they forget all that stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's all in 18. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's saying that you come into, but I think we, because we supposed to, the, the Shabbat is supposed to be a day of holiness. We don't do the things that we want to do. We do the things that edify God and, and all on and, and completeness. There's a portion, you guys are familiar with the Haftorah, right? What the Haftorah is? All right, the Haftorah is pretty much in the writings. Um, excuse me. It's the Haftorah is... The prophets are the things that happen in the prophet story that correlate with the story of the Torah that we are reading in. So basically what he's saying is the hot Torah is pretty much when you see in the prophets or in the writings of the Bible that that shows an edification of Torah in those writings. But you won't understand what's happening within those texts if you don't understand any of the laws and principles. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Jer- the book of Jeremiah completely correlates with Deuteronomy chapter 28. With the blessings and the curses of Israel. So, basically what you're seeing is um, the things that are promised unto Israel if they walk right, rightly in, 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 in Torah which is Deuteronomy 28. And then if you don't, all of the curses attach to to um breaking it. So in in the book of the whole book of the um of Jeremiah edifies Deuteronomy 28. So this is what he means when he says hot Torah. Mhm. The people it, it yeah, it, it connects. Yes, and it still takes you back. Yes, it takes you back to the sequence of two, mm-hmm. and one, <laughs> and three. <laughs> Jethro, his father-in-law. Uh huh. He was, wasn't even a righteous priest. He was a Midianite priest of their yeah, gods. Exactly. He was a priest of a, of a false his god. His idea was, you know, set up people in different places to judge them, and then come to you. With the results. Or more about setting up people to deal with the minor things. Yeah. And for the big things, then they come to you. you. And that way, because he was stretching himself thin. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to the shit you always hear me talking about. Collective fucking work. Working together, goddamn. Being one unit. (sighs) So today's hot tour portion was in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6. I think it was like 6, 1 through 7, 8 or something like that. But nonetheless, there was a portion in there, right? When y'all speaking to Isaiah. I'm I'm about to get on there with you. He's talking about the people. And he was like, you know, he wants to cause them to see with their eyes, to hear with their ears, and interpret with their heart. I thought about that. I'm like, interpret with your heart. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Interpret with your heart. That's compassion. 
When you have a heart, it's, what do we use our heart for? Heart is life-sustaining. It beats to sustain life, right? But a heart, if I send you a heart, what does that mean? I love you. Why does a heart represent love? Think about it. It's, like emotions are it's the one organ in your body that continuously, continuously operates. And when it stops, you did. You die. But that heart, it feeds every organ and part of your body. So it has to consider every part of your body. Yep. So why do we use a heart to represent love? It's a, to, to, to interpret with their heart? It's about consideration. When you consider and you interpret things with your heart, you can interpret it with love. You see, we've been, been taught to interpret things with all kinds of skepticism. And yes, your whole self. Withholding nothing back. That's the way we even give to God. Exactly. We give to our spouses and mates that way. Our families in the same way, right? Give of ourselves holding nothing back. Exactly. Wholeheartedly. But when you do something not wholeheartedly was the big problem that he had right. with the people. Because they came to him when they wanted things or how they wanted to really actually. It was about how they came to God however they wanted. Right. Their relationships was on their stipulations and what they what they choose to decide what they want in their relationship with him. Yeah. That's why their people conditions. listen, this is why people love Christianity because it works for them. Yep. And there ain't no dig. That's a truth. Because it's easier to put God on a shelf and say, Whenever I'm I'm wrong, I can say I'm sorry and that's it. It's over. There'll be no consequences for my actions. That's a lie. There's the consequences for your actions in your day-to-day life. Ain't outside of God. Right. If you fuck over somebody, you there's going to be consequences, right? Mm-hmm. You steal, it's a consequence. Well, I don't know, man, goddamn, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and dislike and hate. But where's the love at? Yah continuously gives of us. That's continuous love. He considers every aspect of us. That's the Torah. You realize that? He gave us these laws, statutes, and commandments that's beneficial to every aspect of our being. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Every aspect of our being. This Torah supplies it and supports it. That's love. Why would we deny love? Why would we move in any other way outside of love? If love is what represents the benefit of us, the growth of us. So he said, I want them to interpret, and I might be paraphrasing a little bit, interpret with their hearts. Consider with your heart at times when you're dealing with people. And I said all that to say this. Be mindful of how you move and how you do things. And how you affect people and things around you. You see, we're not just a a, a base people. We're advanced, elevated people. And advanced, elevated people are supposed to always leave a positive track behind them. Yes. Consider your actions towards others. You hear me say it all the time. You have to think about the things you do to other people. Yeah, you said the tone for it. 
When you look at that trail, there shouldn't be a trail of destruction behind you. Come on. There should be a trail of positivity. Listen, y'all, y'all see why I let y'all listen to this today. Because all he doing is edifying everything you've already heard me discuss. Everything you've heard me say. Because sometimes where two or three, uh, or they'll take two to testify a thing, goddamn. <laughs> Said there are two or three, right? To testify a truth. Yes. You got to have two or three witnesses to establish a matter, do we not? Yes. And if you look back and you left a trail of destruction, you got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of work to do. Because we're not supposed to leave a trail of destruction. You look in the book. When we leave a trail of destruction, it leads to what? Our destruction. That's right. So be mindful and considerate when you deal with people. Deal with people from the heart. Be genuine when you deal with people. You say something to somebody and you see a little twitch out of them, consider that. Then, wow, man. Maybe I said that the wrong yeah, way. Let me rephrase it. Let me yeah, rephrase it. let me rephrase it. Because I don't want you to just hear me. Sorry. I want you to feel me. Thanks. I'm communicating with you for a purpose, for a reason. I'm communicating with you out of love. Come on. And some people are hypersensitive. We understand that. We know apply it where it's applicable at. All right? But let us go. It just goes back to again. Um, a lot of times we don't consider other people's feelings. We don't care the things that we do or say to them. And not understanding that we're responsible for the destruction we leave behind. And the thing, the thing about it is we know how it feels when someone does it to us. So why would you do it to someone else? Exactly. It's just, it's just basic fucking common courtesy for your fellow man. Come on. Being responsible for your actions towards someone else. We in the book of Exodus, the 18th chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family, we currently in the book of Exodus, also known as the book of Shemot. We'll begin at chapter 18, starting at verse 1. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now Yethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard all that. Uh, Yethro, the Israelite. Now Yethro, the priest of Midian. Yethro, the prophet of Yah. Now Yethro, the priest of Midian. Yethro, uh, uh, the high priest of Israel. Now Yethro, the priest of Midian. So he's the priest of Midian. He's not an Israelite. He's not one of us. But yet and still... Let's see the respect that he gets. Let's go. Now Yethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard all that God had done for Moses and Israel, his people. Uh-huh. How the Most High God had brought Israel out of Egypt. Right. And Yethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he sent her away and her two sons, of whom the name of one was Gershom. Uh-huh. For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Right. And the name of the other was Eli- Eliezer. For, for the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Verse 5. And Yethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. So we see God. that during this particular time when Moses was putting in that work, he didn't even have his wife and his children with him. You know, we look at this thing, the way that society paints a picture of the way a man's supposed to govern his household, and we look at it like... 
oh man, you always gotta be here. But sometimes in order for you to focus, you gotta step away. Teach. I know when I'm at work, I don't even answer my phone and respond to it. I'm not I'm not paying attention to text. You know, my response to my children is if it's an emergency, you got the number to call. Otherwise, refer to your mother, your grandmother, something else. I'm focused. I'm I'm on a mission right now. I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do to support my family. But people look at that like that's a bad thing. We it's have not. like separation sometimes, and I don't mean separation and like I ain't messing with you no more. Separation sometimes for you to go get focused. Man, listen. He's not talking about extremely long periods of time. He's just talking about a short amount of time. Where where he has something that he has to do. Or where he needs to focus his attention on something for whatever short amount of time. Full attention. Because y'all niggas will take that shit and run with it. See? See? No, niggas, you don't. The Bible already told you that you don't leave your your family for long periods of time. You don't. Because your responsibility is to govern them and to, to, to watch over them. Right. So if your ass ain't with the family you're supposed to be in charge of, ruling over, you're leaving them unattended. And all kind of shit can happen. Yeah. All right, now, goddamn. Women have a time of separation. You realize that? That's right. Out of the 28-day cycle, seven of those days, which is a quarter of it, they supposed to spend separated. Yeah. <laughs> So they separated. So you think you don't have a portion and period of time as a man when you have to govern and control the environment, the people around you, your household, whatever it may be, of, of separation, of meditation, of prayer. We've seen it. See how he cleaned it right on up? Because how people will take this, this statement and then run with it? He said of meditation, meaning his time that he supplement or... Where he get in a supplication with God so that he can find direction and focus so that he can lead his family effectively. If you're walking in righteousness, you need to have some time where you set that time aside and connect with your maker so that you can make the correct decisions for your family. That was the other thing she said yesterday, nigga, that blew my mind. She said, no, you acting up. And and you disrespected my husband. And I'm not going against my husband for nobody. I said, Father God in heaven. Niggas. Listen. Listen, black women, goddamn. Standing up for She knew her husband's authority in her home. That the level of respect that she had for him is number one. And his. And his authority over her in righteousness I'm not going against my man for nobody that was a well balanced ish and isha hey cause we know how many families get involved nope Listen, nobody get involved in the, Okay, nobody come on, man. When he saw the three men of God coming, was he not? He had to go back to his tent to tell his wife because they, they weren't all up under each other all the time. You know, they say sometimes distance makes the heart grow fonder. But we look at it like it's a bad thing, man. I might have to go put him work in another state. I might have to go put him work in another place. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's only good when the price is right. I like I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. If you gotta go and do some work, you know, away from home for a month or two, hey, baby, go and get that work in. You can do that. I hold it down till you get back. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, the support is supposed to be there. But y'all supposed to be doing what? Conversating about this collectively. Each action impacts the other. Just saying, goddamn. Price is right. Women, think about this. If your man said today, yo, listen, you know, I gotta go build a little something, something in this state over here, you know what I mean? I'll be back. You not I got you, baby. But if you said, listen, my job is gonna pay me $100,000 for two months to go over here, you know, before you even finish your statement, I'm packing your bags, baby. Conversations out there is gonna be good. She's gonna be, go ahead, baby. You know, you gotta stay strong. You know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta see it through, baby. You gotta focus. You gotta, cause, cause we see the prize there. That's the point. She's that support. Do you understand? She's supposed to do. Encourage you. What you want? Come on, here. Finances, we look at it that way, but we don't think about the prize. The prize of success. That's what a man is looking for. You're looking for a legacy, a successful legacy. Come on. So you have to go and you got to take time away. You have to ponder and see what that looks like. That's why this, this, this phone situation ain't good for us. Because it intrigues upon our personal time. Mm-hmm. It intrigues upon your time that you're supposed to have between you and your God. It intrigues upon the time that you're supposed to have within yourself to meditate. It, it just it, it, It's an interference. And it's like that because the objective is to take your attention away from what it really needs to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you focused on what you're supposed to be focused on, we become what as a people? Self-sufficient. Yeah. And if we self-sufficient as a people, you know what that means? We, we don't need, need them. them. Right. Yeah. And we- what was it, Diggis? What? <laughs> oh, Father. Woo! I love it when you prove a nigga goddamn. I know y'all niggas be thinking I'm batshit crazy. It's okay though. It's all good. It's all good, my niggas. It's all good. Don't need them. They gonna need us. Do you understand? You get that concept? If we don't need them, they gonna have to need us. But we need them, so they don't need us. You get it? That's right. But as we see here. Adon Moshe was away from his family, but here it is. Let's go. Verse 6. And he said unto Moses, I thy father in law Yethro am coming unto thee, and thy wife, and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father in law and bowed down and kissed him. Uh-huh. And they asked each she other their welfare. You know how you know how this go, right? This land and the TV shows that they show us, the husband never likes the family. The in-laws. He never likes the in-laws. The mama's always, the, the mother-in-law is always against them, and he's always against us. It's the worst person you know, right? But the irony behind it is you married her daughter. Who she learned from? Come on here. Who she learned from? You understand what I'm saying? I, you know, coming up, it's coming on 19 years. Uh, me and my wife have together. Beautiful. Hello, yeah. And I remember... 
Say you do something, you fuck up, you fall short, you don't tuck your tail and run, you stand up and your in the principle of your wrongness and you make the fucking correction. That's right. Niggas. Man does like the man. Now now you heard old nigga woman say it, now here nigga man saying the same thing. Are we not in agreement? Are the two of us in agreement? Of the way this black family should be looking. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You have to be. If I'm trying to court your daughter, how do I look like avoiding you? What that look like? So I wasn't taught that. So I built a strong relationship with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Damn time well. That's my family. That's my family. So much so it get on her nerves. Because when things happen, you know what I'm calling it, right? But that's the whole purpose of it, though. Because that's what building a strong foundation is. Yeah. Dealing with somebody that's trying to avoid meeting your... It just goes back again that you heard me talk about the way our families used to be. Parents held their children accountable in their marital acts. They ensured that the marriages were sustainable. Now black families tear their they, they children's marriage up. Yep. Family, you don't want to deal with them. Because they got a whole other intention for you. They don't want to be, because they, what they're probably worried about is that that family is going to look at how they're treating you or the way that they're moving with you and not liking it. What they're probably dealing with is, I don't want to meet these people because they're going to ask me uncomfortable questions that I don't feel like answering. Right. But what kind of man are you? Right. What kind of individual are you? Ooh, man, it's standard. Do you hear me now? Come on, Tierra. It's when you know you have a man of principle. You hear me talking about this all the time because I know y'all think... No. Having principle. Yeah. Good moral character. Goddamn. Respectability. Huh? Do you know how... Listen... If you listen to what I'm saying, do you know how far that will take you? Come on now. Vice versa with a woman. She got a poor relationship with your moms. She got a poor relationship with your father. Right. How you think she gonna have a good relationship with you? She's supposed to be focusing on all things being well with you. Exactly. That's just how it goes. She's supposed to be focusing on all things being well with her man. All things being well with him. As he's supposed to be focusing on all things being well with what? Her. Collectively. He's supposed to be having all things being well with her. And that's where the balance comes into place. Because when things...
things start to not work out, y'all can sit down as a family. And I know it's love. I know it's love. I'm, I'm sitting across from my father-in-law, and I'm sitting across from, from, from her aunts and uncles. I have no fear, because I know it's love. They know me, and I know them. And even though that that's their niece or their daughter, I'm their son and their nephew. You feel what I'm saying? So now I'm not sitting here with a biased point of view. Now it's like, nah, I love both of y'all. Y'all better get this together. Right. And I love both of y'all individually, and I love you even more together. That's why you got to have that strong companionship, that, that relationship. So we see it here, Adon Moshe, the one who is so close to the Most High. Most High speaking to this man, mouth to mouth. The Most High said, listen, man, you shall be as God unto Pharaoh. That very person still humbled himself and bowed himself before his father-in-law. And as we're going to see, took the advice of his father-in-law. Let's go. Verse 7. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare. Mm -hmm. And they so came they into the tent. This wasn't just strictly business. You know, when I go see my father-in-law, we sit down and talk for hours sometimes. We laugh, we joke, all that. That's that relationship you have. It ain't just a, a business. You're like, hey, hey, you ain't see my daughter and your grandkids and I don't know how long. Nah, how you doing, son? I'm good, Father. How you doing, Father? It was an exchange, a positive one. Not like that TV nonsense that we see. Not like the stuff that we see on social media. You know, those things, those things have a bearing on you and how the impression you have upon relationships. And you got to watch that person that you with. How could you have a good relationship with their parents if they don't have a good one? You see what I'm saying? Come on. We gotta work on these things. It's all important because these things are what help strengthen us as a unit. Right. Let's go. Verse eight. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Most High God had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Yisrael's sake, all the travail that had came upon them by the way. So he sat down, man, and he was, he was, he was they was talking. It wasn't just a quick, hey, what's up? You good? You all right? Yeah, all right, cool. Let's get the business. Nah, man, he said, oh, yo, yo, pops, I got a story to tell. Woo! And he sat down, and guess what pops was doing? Pops was listening. Was he just listening with his ears? Mm -mm. He was listening with his heart. That's right. He was listening with his heart. Watch. And the Most High God delivered them, and yet they were rejoiced for all the goodness which the Most High God so had done. he was done. happy for him. Huh? He rejoiced for him. He said, wow. Y'all did this for y'all, for you, he grateful. Because he wants the best for him. That's what you want. You want people around you that want the best for you. And you should want the best for them. Otherwise, why are they there? Let's go. And Yethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Most High Elohim had done to Yisrael, in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Verse 10. And Yethro said, Blessed be the Lord who have delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh who have delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Verse 11. Uh -huh. Now I know that the Most High God is greater than all gods. Yea. Who's saying this? This Yetho saying this, right? He said, now I know the Most High is what? 
Now I know that the Most High God is greater than all gods. This is the priest of Midian. Ooh, ah. yes, he did say that. Damn. He knows. He, he worships some other gods. Mm-hmm. Come on. What they do over there? How they get down over there in Midian? They don't get down like us. But he's wise enough to know that, listen, man, the Most High is God above all gods. And you got to understand, listen, man, I'm not here to contend with anybody and their deities. I don't have to, man. Y'all put it left on record, point blank, period. You can't fight for y'all. When it came time to y'all to prove what it was concerning him and who ruled over what, he did it. He did it on his own, without our help at all. He waged war with all the gods in Egypt without not one help from us. Only thing Moshe had to do was go give a warning. That's go, it. Go warn them. Tell them to take heed of themselves. Because if they don't, they the man over there is getting clapped. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. Yeah. They man over there getting clapped. <laughs> what happened? He so you don't got to go back and forth with people about their fourth deity. You, you not. Man, listen, man. Yah is above all gods. There is no God beside him. He knows not any. You know what that means? There's none. And it's the way God, the way the Most High communicates with us is humbling. Because he understands that the concept of other gods may exist in the minds of people. Yep. And if they exist in the minds of people, then they exist in some form of way. You know what he's saying? That don't even matter, though. Because their existence have no weight bearing or anything on me. True. I rule over all of that, all of them. Anything you can think of that may exist, perceive, what well, mm-hmm. I rule it all. I rule it all. So stop paying attention to them and come give praise. I like what he said. <laughs> Neither did that enter into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. They probably crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta think about it, bro. You ever see that that, that movie, The American Gods? Or or, or even like you see that look at how they compose a lot of this Greek theology. You never did. Mm-hmm. We gotta watch it. Then I watch it with you. That runs everything. You gonna love it, right? His name start with a Z, right? That's what with these mythological. If you're looking at the like Greek mythology. All these other joints, they be running around here, they be causing havoc, and they be contending, and they be upset with, 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 with Z and all that other nonsense, the, the way that you see they perceive it, but guess what? When the head honcho step on scene, they all got to bow down. Yah's the head, there's nothing above that. Thanks. Can't contend, there's none beside me, none before me or after me, there's no contending with me. Whatever you can conceive of or think of, I control that too. Don't console with nothing and no one and nothing else. Come see me. Because I'm in charge of all of that. You asking. You know what I'm saying? That's like you going into a, a place of business. And you have a problem. You trying to deal with the associate. The associate got to do what? Go call to the manager. manager. <laughs> yeah. You want a problem solved? You go, what's the first thing you say? I need to talk to the manager. That's it. Because you know that all problems are going to get solved on that upper level. Because these people, if you sit there, you, you think the associate going to help you, and you give it all, you're going to look stupid. You're not going to get everything accomplished because they have limits. They have limits. Come on. They'll tell you, man, listen, I could only I could only do but this much. I need approval for a manager to go any further. Huh? So let's take it a step further. Let's look at Hasatan. 
Come on. Now take that concept I just built in your mind just now, and let's look at Hasatan. Satan? Yes. Satan. Let's look at him, right? But he's called Hasatan in the book of Job, right? Yes. The adversary, right? Yes. Uh, the adversary. That's it. He come through and he do what? He got, he got his own way. He moves stuff around. He do stuff. He afflicted the heck out of Job, did he not? But he still had a limit. He still had a point in time where he couldn't go no further. He couldn't do no more. And he had to go through what? He had to go through the hour. So when you got these people who are Satan worshippers, I'm like, you stupid. You dumb. You worshipping somebody with limits. I'm going to go talk to the unlimitless. You feel what I'm saying? So the concept, the way that Yah deals with us, those concepts are applicable in different various ways. You just kind of know how to interchange them and understand what's being said. That's why this is your wisdom in the eyesight of the people. Right. This is your wisdom. When you learn how to apply this to various different aspects of life, it becomes your wisdom because it addresses every aspect of life. That's right. But let's go. So Yetho said what? Okay. Verse 11. Now I know that the Most High God is greater than all gods. Yea, for that they dealt proudly against him. Right. And Yethro, Moses' father in law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for the Most High God. Mm. And Aharon came and all the elders of Yisrael. So he, he worshiping his God. He like, shit. Yeah, I ain't even fuck with them no more. I'm going with you, boo. Now I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna set up my own situation so I can be connected. All right, now. To eat bread with Moses, right? So he got to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. So, so read that back, Dad. Yes, sir. And Yethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for the Most High with God. And Aharon came and all the elders of Yisrael to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before the Most High God. Right. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moshe sat to judge the people. Right. And the people stood about Moses from the morning until the evening. Now remember, Yethro, the one who loves Moses. Right? That's his son-in-law. Right? He just sat there. He listened to everything that went on. And, and he was happy for him. And he declared that Yah is king over all things and everything. And, and he's paying attention because his success is going to dictate his daughter's success. That's right. And he sees the dedication in Moses. And he knows. Listen, and you think she ain't go back and talk to him? You think she ain't go back and oh, man, God almost killed my, my husband. I had to, I had to, you know, the circumcision of our son is, you think she, so, you think Yethro is not paying attention to these things? No. When he ain't coming up to him on some, yo, man, you stupid, man, you this, you that, you that. Nah, he paying attention. That's why when you want to address people, sometimes you got to sit back and build a relationship and exactly. build a rapport with them and watch them. Exactly. So you can truly advise out of love and not advise out of emotions. Come on now. You feel what I'm saying? So Yethro was advising out of love, not emotions. So he paying attention to how I do Moshe do stuff. I know my father-in-law, he like to watch me do stuff sometimes. Because the love is there. It's admiring. Wow, look at that. It don't make you any less of a man to admire another at all. Especially if it's your son-in-law or if it's this. What? I pray that my daughters marry somebody I could admire. Right. For real, that's a blessing. Let's go. And I pray that I am somebody who my father-in-law admires. Well, let's go. Verse 14. Uh-huh. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he right. said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? He said, what you come here, son? Come here, son. Let me talk to you. 
what you doing? What's going on? I'm sitting here and I'm watching. You know, this is the priest of Midian. So he got what? Experience. He got experience. That's why you consult with people who have experience. But the concept, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this full circle. Go ahead. What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Right. Why sittest thou thyself alone and all the people stand about thee from morning unto evening? Like, why are you doing that? Why are you taking upon yourself this one particular thing and you just want to deal with it all from morning to evening? All Do by yourself. Sense? Do it make sense? All by yourself. It don't make sense. Come on, That's man. why you got to pay attention to the people who just want to be the end all be all of everything. It takes so much from you. It don't make sense. You going to burn out. You going to burn out. I used to have the mindset that I want to try to accomplish everything. Not so much that I want to do it, but if I seen it needed to be done, I was just going to do it. And eventually you get tired and you get exactly. burned out. And you have to start letting stuff go. Yes. You have to let other people do it. Yes. Because it's too much for you. It's too much on you. It's called delegate. Come on now. Delegate. Let's go. Verse 15. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, it cometh unto me. And I judge between a man and his neighbor. Right. And I make them to know the statutes of God and his laws. But he's doing this on the level of how many of us left out of there? Thousands. How many of us left out of Egypt? The numbers is documented. It, it, man, listen. And he's doing this for every person individually? That means he must have started in the morning and ended at night. The line must have been out the door. Because you know Israel's a people that's full of problems. We need the most needing this people of old when it comes to council. We, we need, but we, we acting like we don't need. Oh, I don't get it. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, no, problem. Like, no problem is a problem. We over here, we just don't need help. You just don't need no advice from nobody. You just going to run it and handle it however you want. You just going to do whatever. And it's like you just too haughty for, you just too great for advice. You just too great for, for counsel. Thanks. That's why it's so hard for us to build because the council isn't there. We don't value our elders. Right. No. We don't value knowledge, but think right. we smart. Right. Think about that concept. The smartest people that you may know don't value knowledge of others. They more so focus on the knowledge that they gain of themselves. In fact, they just want to contend with others. That's why I ain't big on a big debate, 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 debate. Because we just continue, continue, continue. When do we grow and grow and grow? Now, we may be having a, 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 a productive debate when we sit down. We used to do that a lot here. We still, all right, cool, we're going to have uh, uh, two sides who agree upon one side agree with this and one side agree with that. And we're going to sit down and we're going to come together. We're going to talk about it and we're going to come to a conclusion on it. You present your stats and you this, that. But we always used to have to be watchful of the people who just there to contend, not there to grow. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Not there to grow. The whole purpose of us sitting down and debating these two matters is to gain growth from it. Because what comes when we look at law, what comes from that? Statues. Right? That's why in this land you get, uh, 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 what's the one right now that they got in the courts in the Supreme Court? They're going crazy over the abortion one. Uh, versus who is that? What's the name? Whatever. Let's say you got Johnson versus New York. Roe versus Wade. Right? Okay. Statues and laws are built over that. Yes. So there's growth.
That's it. Watch people who don't value wisdom. They only value you listening to the knowledge that they have. Right. right. You listening to the wisdom that they have, but right. they don't want to sit down and learn anything from anybody else. Right. At all. I sit down at a debate. You know what I sit down in my mind? You know what I say? I got a lot of facts. That's I got it. a lot of information to support my facts. But they might have something that's... That you don't have. That might be... And it's something, something that, that you got to consider. consider. Exactly. So when I sit down, I'm sitting down with that mindset. So I'm really listening to the information that they're sharing. I'm really examining it. I'm not listening to it, trying to build a rebuttal to it. I'm listening to it. Let me see what they're saying. Because I don't study my information. And the, the, I, don't have to spit, I don't have to rebuttal. I just will state a fact to you. If that's considered a rebuttal, then okay. I'm just, you're going to state what you have, and I'm going to state my fact and truth will prevail always but I'm listening to see like they might have a point in something I might be a little off with something because it's possible we're human right Right. or it's something that you might not have seen before once you humble yourself and you come to the level of this is about growth it's all it's about it ain't ain't about me looking like a chump it ain't about me looking stupid and dumb it ain't about none of that this is about growth exactly let's go family we currently we currently in the book of Exodus, chapter 18, verse 17. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Moses for them, Lord, said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou will surely wear away. He said, come here, son. This ain't good for you, man. You're going to wear yourself thin, man. Moving like this. But this is what the OGs are there for. Because right. they have the experience. Right. They're supposed to come and sit down and talk to you. Say, come here, come here, come here, young blood. Come sit down. Let me talk to you, man. I love you. But this is a little bit too what you, what you the, the route you're going with this, you gotta switch it up a little bit. When you switch it up, it's gonna be better and beneficial for you. Don't worry, I'm not telling you you can't make it happen. Let's go. Thou will surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee. Right. For the thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself hey, sometimes alone. Sometimes you don't even realize what's too heavy for you, because you feel comfortable taking care of just, just right. But it accumulative wears down on you. Over time, yes. Yes. It accumulatively wears down on you, and eventually you're gonna have to seek the help of others. Right. Yeah. So why not put that in there so you can have longevity? Exactly. Because huh? what happens is when you put too much on yourself, the longevity isn't there because you're gonna wear thin quicker. Exactly. Or when you put it here, you put it there, and you put it there, and you put it there. Guess what? You can bear the weight longer because yes. you have help. You have help and you're around a lot longer. And it's beneficial to not just you, it's beneficial to everybody who benefits off of you. Yes. And that knowledge. This is why yes. I say we got to be focused on a successful legacy. What does that success look like concerning this legacy I'm trying to build and go with the best solution for that? Let's go. Hearken now unto my voice, and I will give thee counsel, and God will be with thee. And God be with thee. And Yah be with you. Take heed to what I'm saying. And Yah's with you. So he didn't only have the counsel of Yah, but he had the counsel of man. So yeah. here we go with people that always in our community. We always get these people. I ain't following no man. Exactly. And those be the ones that's always by themselves. And those be the ones that can't keep stuff together. Right. I ain't following no man. I ain't following no man. I'm, I'm looking back now. 
Bible said, oh, because you want to be the one that everybody follows. Exactly. Now, if everyone that says they ain't following a man, want everybody to listen to them. Exactly. Who the hell do you think you are? You a man. But we see that when you compile the, 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 the counsel of Yah with the counsel of men, that's where your strength is at. Because Adon Moshe had the counsel of Yah, and he was just leaning on his own strength, right? And his father-in-law came through, he said, come here, man, let me talk to you, brother. Come here, son, I love you, you know that. Take heed to what I'm saying, because this is going to be beneficial to you. And not only are you going to hear what I'm saying, but you got the counsel of Yah with you. So this going to go greater than that. That's the thing about it. And you can even look at it from the perspective of God dealing with them and and and, men, and, and, and growing them with their counsel between one another. <laughs> and what you gain from the connection between all of them unified as one. You learn some things. But you also teach others about what you do collectively. So as they're coming together... The other people are watching them. The power influence again. When you have the counsel of Yah, when you get stuff from men, it enhances when you consult with Yah because it's all positive. Right. It's all righteous. You get a chance to sit back and you say, I got this tool. How can I utilize this tool? And Yah opens up your vision and you see how it's applicable in your life and you apply it and you keep moving. That's right. Keep growing. Let's go. And I will give thee counsel, right? And God be with thee. Mm -hmm. Be thou for the people before God. Mm -hmm. Be thou for the people before God. <laughs> There's a lot of jewels in here. Be thou for the people before God. A lot of people don't have that concept. They for themselves, claiming that they before Yah and don't care about the people. Come on. Because they don't listen to the people. They don't want the best for the people. Right. Their own personal feelings are in the way of the growth of the people. Come on. How do I know? Because we see it in these days and times. Case in point, that camp over there, this camp over here, you got five Unity Shabbats in one year. I'm lost. How we got five Unity Shabbats in one year? The only reason why you should have multiple Unity Shabbats in a year is because we can't fit everybody. You feel me? I can't go listen, man. Last year, we had a capacity of 600, and it was a 1,000 of y'all that showed up. So we're going to do one in July, and we're going to do one here. You know what I'm saying? Just so that everybody, we might do one over here so we can get this demographic of people, and we're going to do one over here so we can get this demographic of people. But guess what? If y'all pull up from over here to over there, y'all welcome. The invitation goes out to everybody. But you know it's fake when the invitation don't go out to everybody, but yet you say in unity. Why it ain't going out to everybody? Because you personally getting in the way of the unification of y'all's people. Because you think it ain't going to work. Because you think it ain't going to work. Like you think how y'all think. When y'all say, I'm not me. Did he not say that? Yeah. So if he ain't man, he don't think like man. He don't move like man. Right, right or wrong? This is what I'm saying. So he said, what? Read that verse again. And I will give thee counsel, right. and God be with thee. Be thou for the people before God. Be thou for the people before God. Don't be thou for yourself. 
Come on. Don't be selfish. How you leading and you selfish? It's an oxymoron. But these are the things that we don't pay attention to concerning our Lord. It's all written right here. It's very humble and it is. But when you align yourself with the will of Yah and you for Yah's people, you'll be blessed. You'll be good. Because guess what? The one downfall that Adon Moshe had, may his memory be blessed, that was a great man, and I haven't done anything compared to what he has done. But I am reading this. The one thing that he did was made it personal. When he made it personal, that's when he erred. Right or wrong? Right. He said, lest I give you drinks. Lest he was we so give frustrated, you drinks. He made it personal. Shall we? Shall we? Turn up for that correction. That shows you how he was really internally upset. But it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It ain't about what I think. Many of things happened, and it was a hard thing for me to learn to do. It's still something I struggle with. I'll be honest with you. I may fall short here and there, but I struggle with this. Stop trying to control everything. We some control freak people. For real. For real, we some control freaks. Where it's, everything just got to happen the way that I think it should happen the way that I see it to happen. Because if it don't happen the way that I think it should happen the way I see it should happen, mm. then it's going to fail. Come on. And I, I, I ain't touching it. I ain't doing it no more. I'm done. I, I, I don't want to no part of it. Because it ain't going your way. Come on. You know, y'all works with people outside of you. That's right. So I may not necessarily be able to see the outcome of this particular thing. But you know what? I know Yah's in control, so I'm going to let go and let Yah. Yeah. But I won't pay attention because I, I know these Lord's statutes and commandments just like you. So as long as you don't step outside of these Lord's statutes and commandments, all right, it may not be my preference, but we getting it done. And sometimes you sit back and you go, wow, I didn't think it was going to play out like that. I didn't think it was going to play out like that. Even when I'm at work and we doing stuff, and the brothers, we all working together, and they come up with an idea about something. You know, I say, man, listen, if it work, make it work. I, I know this is supposed to be done that way, but I fall back. Yo, make it work. And I pay attention. If it's working, they figure it out. Am I lying? But when it's not working, I'll intervene. Hold on, hold on, stop. Look, that you tried it this way, right? Okay, cool, it didn't work. All right, let's try it this way.
We dealing with the treasure of Yah. Real talk. We gonna read it though. Let's go. And bring down the causes unto the Most High our God. Verse 20. And thou shalt teach them the statutes and the laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk. Right. And the work that they must do. Right. Verse 21. So wait, there's work to be put in? There's laws? Huh? We got work to put in, y'all. You feel what I'm saying? He's he counseling them. He's saying, listen, man, you show them this, that, and the third, and show them the work that they got to put in, because it's work. Building a friendship is work. Yeah. Building a relationship is work. Come on. Building a community is work. Come on. Unifying y'all's people is work. It ain't a walk in the park. But I feel like when people see the work, they don't want to put it in. Because they thought it was supposed to be e easy. Right. And that be the biggest issue I see with people who come and go. Right. They come in and they be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then when they on their way out, oh, I thought it was, why are y'all people like this? We ain't supposed to that. Y'all people ain't supposed to that. Where you say that at? Where'd it say that at? Tell me where it say that at. It gives us laws, statutes, and commandments on how to deal with the people that we have that act like this and that. So how you come in here with the concept that it was going to be a cakewalk? Come on. It take work. You got to work on yourself. That's right. You got to work on yourself with others. Yes. It's one thing when you go over, you happy with yourself. But then when you come amongst others, there's always some sort of contention. And you're like, well, I can't stand people. And you walk away. Right. right. Can't stand people. Maybe people can't stand you. Come on. If you can't coexist amongst people, you come you come from a nation. A unified nation. Whether it was this tribe or that tribe, whatever, you are still amongst a unification of people. And you don't like people? I'm lost. That's the thing to say now? Yep. I've been there before. Come on. I've been frustrated. Come on. I felt slighted before. Yeah. I felt like I don't want to deal with these people, man. Yo, man, I'm good without this and that. Right. But I had to thank myself because I'm talking about y'all people. Yep. Ain't I easing myself out of the equation that the book talk about unification? Right. If I'm sitting here saying I don't want to be dealing with these people, I don't need these people, what am I saying? Come on, Father. What am I saying? I ain't ready for the work that got to be put in. Come on, now. It take work. And sometimes it comes down to us learning the work that has to be put in. That's right. And accepting it. Right. When you understand the work that got to be put in, and you accept it, then you know what your purpose is now. Come you can on, find man. your purpose. Many of us are just purposeless people. We don't know where we going. Come on. What are we doing? I'm just waking up today. I'm just going to work. But that's the cycle of this place. Come on now. They want to put you in the rat race. So you just spinning your wheels, going nowhere. You know, you can't figure out and find your purpose. The Torah don't teach you that. You don't spin your wheels for nothing. The Torah teach you legacy. That means you're working towards something. Come on now. Through your legacy, you define purpose. That's it. And my legacy has to be something that coexists with the vision of Yah. Come Boy, on. it ain't nothing at all. So whatever it is I'm aiming for, it got to fit in Yah's picture. That's it. And I could develop my purpose in that. Come on, come on. And you can't be selfish about it because that ain't Yah's picture. That's why I never, you know, like I, I really don't read the Haftorah often. 
I read, like, as I go throughout the week or whatever the case is, but I really don't read the Haftorah when I'm studying the portion. But for some reason, I said, let me skim over it. Let me skim over this real quick. And when I saw that right there, I was like, wow, that one is big and that one is deep. Pause. Let's go. <laughs> Verse 21. More. Let's go. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all of able men. Salika. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all of the people, able men. Oh, so you're supposed to provide out of all of the people, able bodied men? So where is our able bodied men at? All right. Where's the mindset? Thank you for raising your hand. Surely that was a question. Come on, man. That was a question. Where's our able bodied men at? Our able. Tell me, let's talk about it. We come to this place, man, and I'm not talking specifically this place. I'm talking about how our people come into the hour. I'm with me now. That's why that normally goes hand in hand. Willing and able. They come in. And they Willing and able. Guess what? They got to complain about it. They want to talk about anything. They want to talk about how the lights ain't always on. Look at that light bulb. There's 32 light bulbs in here. Why 31 and 34 got to be over? Huh? <laughs> and ain't trying to one bulb. Ain't trying to you said why 31 and 34 always got to be on. Come on. Who do I talk to? 
Come with it. That's a slave mentality. You know that, right? Yo, shut up. Master might hear you. Don't cry now. Master might hear you. He might come on out here and beat us. Just be quiet now. You take it like a man, all right? Let's go now. Go back on out in that field in the morning. It's just how it is. No, it ain't. No, it's not. Because if you don't release it, you pass it on. Or you want to spill it someplace else in your I call it smearing. The problems start here, and it snowballs, and you smear that problem all over your life. Miss, what he's saying is, it doesn't stay with the person you got the issue with. You spread that negativity to everybody because you mad. Right. So you take your anger out on everybody that come in your path. Exactly. You hear me talk about it all the time. We take our frustrations out on everyone when we mad. It ain't never selective at the person that did it. But we take that anger and we take it all over the town. And that's not fair to anybody. It you don't take your frustrations out on people. Well, I had an issue. Whatever. I, I got fired, God forbid, right? And I'm here today. Now I'm taking it out on you. And I'm taking it out on you. And I'm taking it out on this one and that one. Because right. I don't understand counsel. I don't understand calling somebody and talking to somebody. Yo, fam, you got a minute? Yo, I just need help. Yo, I just can't figure this out. Come on. When we take time to have good words for each other, right? Come on. That's love and unity. It ain't all let me call you when I need a loan. Financially, y'all need some spiritual love. I need that loan. I need some emotional upliftment. Loan me that. Talk, call me. Let me talk about that. How can I resolve this issue? How can I resolve this problem? But we just too great. Come on. But you gotta understand when people call you for that, it ain't your job to open your mouth and be told other people's business either. Facts. That in itself is wicked. Call me, we talk about it, we talk about it, we hang it up, that's it. Between me and you, it's personal. It's personal. Let's go. Family, we currently in the book of Exodus, chapter 18, beginning back at verse 21. May we all say hallelujah. So we see an establishment of a network right now, right? Let's go. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all of the people, able men, such as fear God, men of truth. Oh, so these able men gotta fear y'all? Hmm. So we got we got qualifications? Okay. Excuse me, that's what we have? That's why you gotta pay attention to who you pick as a judge. Come on now. You gotta qualify. The people you pay pick. attention to your actions. I you damn right I am. You out here doing this and you doing that and you want to all of a sudden now create a, 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 a body of counsel of individuals that can judge? Come on. Judges on your counsel is full of fault? Right. Is you kidding me? Right. And they're not full of fault like past faults. We full of faults like you still creating a path of destruction as you walk. Come on. And you want to counsel? What it say here? What it say? And thou shalt teach them the statutes and the laws. No, no, go back. Salika. Verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all of the people, able men, right? such as fear such God. Such as fear Yah. How do you fear Yah? Because you keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. So pay attention to that. Men fall from greatness. But we just have this concept now. Once somebody achieved the level of greatness, they can't fall. Men fall from greatness.
it. That's it. We see it in the book. So understand that. That's it. Somebody could be good their whole life and they do one bit of bad. What the book say? No longer shall that good be counted, right? That's right. That's what the, that's what they said to Christ, right? When he coupled himself with God and they was ready to stone him, he said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For what are my good deeds do you stone me for? And what was their response? It's not for the good deeds that you have done that we stone you, but for coupling yourself with God. That's a bad deed. You got that's to go, it. brother. But that's the concept we have. So basically what that's he's saying it. is aligning yourself or by saying you're equal to God. That's how you know they block, they image Christ after Moses. Come on, niggas. <laughs> it just That's why I swear. I keep they keep giving it to me. You cannot put yourself on the equal level of God and say you y'all the same thing. It's, you you and him are connected. Soon as you do that, you, you, nigga, no, why these niggas around here saying they God themselves? Right. All right, now, goddamn. That's how it go. We want to start reciting all the good stuff. You know, I done helped the homeless in 1986, and in 1991, you know, I done did this, and I done saved the cat from a tree in 2010, and none of that. But what you doing now? Right, right, right. Got to be persistent. And even if you ain't doing now, about what's correct and right. Right. Rulers of hundreds. So if the individuals don't live up to that particular standard, 
Judge them by the standard of their actions. When you tell them about the wrong they've done. And hold them accountable for the actions that they have had. Oh my God. We don't want to be told we've done wrong. No, we don't. How do we not hold each other accountable? Come on, y'all. Shit. We don't mind the judgment of the of the nations to judge our ass in the court of law that ain't that ain't even correct. We stand by that shit. We uphold the laws of man with no problem. Charged. 
And those people who were in charge, they reported to bigger people in charge. And those bigger people in charge reported to Adon Moshe. And later on in our history, it translated to what's called the Beit Din. The Beit Din came together. They called what? 70 elders, right? Yeah. They came together and they ruled on things. But we was one by, one ruling body. Let's go. <clears throat> Verse 22. And I'm sorry. What this also shows you is that every group of people have representation. Yeah. Yeah. Every group of people have representation. So when you look at that Beidin, yeah. that Beidin composed of those communities of individuals. So everybody had representation. Yeah. How do you think that you want to sit here and rule over a group of people and that people have no sort of representation? So I'm going I'm to just go past judgment. I'm going to just come over and say, hey, 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 y'all hey, over there. All right? Let's call it the light bulb camp. Hey, light bulb camp. I saw y'all had some issues over there. Yeah, we're going we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna to judge y'all on that. But you don't got no representation. You, you, you didn't think when, when light bulb camp came into existence, you didn't think, let me go over there and, and communicate with them. About let's, what they need to do. Standard according to the law, statutes, and commitments that That's we it. have. Right. Oh, it's just 10 of y'all? All right, cool. Who's the head of the 10 of y'all? Cool. All right, I'll give the head back. Now you got to rule these people. You know that, right? Okay, cool. When there's an issue that's too great for you, right. you should definitely come back to us about it so we can deal with it. Right. Now we can get some true justice because guess what? The light bulb camp got representation. That's right. Well, I'm going to just exclude the light bulb camp because I don't like light bulbs. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it, though. The light bulb camp, right. You know what I'm saying? The light bulb camp, they've been holding it down for a long time. Long, long time. That's disrespectful. You cause people to have feelings like that. You cause people to get in a bag like that. That's right. You cause what? Separation like that. That's right. Not unification. When you don't account for it. So if you're doing what you're doing and it's causing separation, you may not be doing something right. Right. You might just be doing it for your own personal gain. Be mindful of that because y'all sees all things. Yeah, he does. Y'all sees all things. At some point, we got to fear y'all. At some point. At some point. That's why you got to look at it, man. What's the qualification? It says God fearing man. That's right. T-shirt. Some point you got to fear y'all. You know why? Because that, that inner voice got to come and you got to be like, you know what? More than I want to get even with this person, I don't want y'all to punish me. Exactly. I want to get right with y'all. So over your own personal feelings and emotions and whatever right and problem you have with a person, you put y'all first. That's how we prevail. And that's how we grow as a community. Yeah. Put y'all first, because sometimes your feelings and emotions be wrong. Real talk. Let's go. And again, I'm talking from experience. I can tell y'all many a times I done dealt with somebody and I had my emotions involved. And I was like, stop. More importantly, yo, let y'all deal with this. That's it. And y'all deals with it. And my emotions leave. And I'm able to build back with that individual. And y'all dealt with the situation and we can go. Right. We can move forward. It may not necessarily be the same as it was at first. Right. But let's keep going. You got corrected. Y'all dealt with it. My emotions wasn't involved so that I'm at fault. Let's go. That's That's it. Let's grow. That's what it's about. I'm thankful for what my father taught me. My father taught me, man, I used to get in trouble. He didn't part, he didn't hold it all day, all week. 
it was very seldom I had a month long uh, uh, punishment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta stay in your room, you can't go outside for two, three weeks. I, I, it's very rare that I had that. It was a swift, swift judgment. It was a swift dealt with. Boom, boom, bang. Might have a couple days, I can't do this, that, and the third. And you wouldn't let me walk around the crib moping. Nah, it's over. You did this, you learned from it, you got corrected, it's over. That's it. That's it. Let's keep moving forward. That's how he dealt with me, and I'm grateful for that. Let's go. And let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee. Mm -hmm. But every small matter they shall judge themselves. So great matters would be things like capital punishment. Anything that had to deal with capital punishment. Those are great matters. We're talking about murder. We're talking about rape. We're talking about adultery. We're talking about all these type of things. Those are, those are great, great matters. We're not talking about, listen, man. I let this man my ox and, and the ox broke his leg and now he don't want to give me a new ox. That's small matters, man. It's clear cut, bro. You owe that man that. His possession was in your hand when it went missing or it broke. That's it. You, you liable for it. You don't bring something like that to a domo shape. No, you bring that capital stuff here. You understand? Let's go. So shall they make it easier for thee and bear the burden with thee. Right. Verse 23. And it, bear the burden with you. Like I said from the it ain't about you just bearing it by yourself. Thank you. We a team here. You're trying to solve problems by yourself. We do that a lot, even in your household. Yeah. You in contention, you and your lady, or whatever Come the case on. is. And you just think you're just going to handle everything in the house by yourself. Sometimes you got to seek counsel. You got to talk to those who stumbled, who made those mistakes, who saw those issues. You feel me? Mm. Let's go. I'm telling you, he's teaching, ain't he? If thou shalt do this thing, and the Most High God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all this people also shall go to their place in peace. So Moshe hearkened unto the voice of his father-in-law, and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men out of all Yisrael, and made them heads over the people. The thing that I be having an issue with concerning Israelites sometimes. See, Yethro was the priest of Midian. He wasn't an Israelite. But yet and still, Adon Moshe accepted counsel from him. And he took that counsel and he implemented that knowledge and that counsel that he gained. And mm -hmm. it became our law. It yeah. became our way of doing things. Yeah. You know what bothers me with Israelites? Well, we act like we can't learn from anybody else. Right. Right. We act like we can't learn from anybody else. If what they're trying to teach us don't got anything to do with any type of foreign gods or any type of issue concerning praising Yah, we can take it and learn. Yes, we can. Show me in the Lord where it says we can. Don't teach that, Chief. Real talk. So here it is. The priest of Midian came to Don Moshe, who at this time, is there a priesthood involved at this time? No. So guess who was acting as a priest like Adon Moshe. He was all of that. So the priest of Midian consulted Adon Moshe and he took heed to that and he implemented what he said and Yah made it, Yah blessed it and made it so. Yes. So that means we can learn from other people, huh? If it's good. But nah, Israelites, we just got this thing where we just can't learn from nobody. Like we was, listen, we wasn't the first nation. We wasn't the greatest. Y'all said that. We was the least. Y'all said that. 
So everything about your nation, you best believe that there's some sort of something in it that composed of another. You know what you call that? The all-star team. Let's think about that. That's what you call that. See, we look at it like it's bad. You know what I'm saying? We look at it like it's a bad thing. It's the all-star team. What's the all-star team look like? From the greatest of every team that exists in the league, we're going to take them, and we're going to create a team, and we're going to go play everybody else. That's right. That's why this is your wisdom in the eyesight of the people, because you got the best of the best. So don't have that mindset like you can't learn from others. It don't work like that. And this is proof. You want to argue that? Argue this. Yeah. Right or wrong? Yeah. Get your head out the sand. Let's go. And Moses chose able men out of all Yisrael and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And they judged the people at all seasons, the hard causes they brought onto Moses. But every small matter they judged themselves. And Moses left his father-in-law, and Moses left his father-in-law depart, and he went his way unto his own land. Mm -hmm. Chapter 19, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the third month after the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, right, right. the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Mm -hmm. And when they were departed from Rephadim, mm -hmm. and were coming to the wilderness of Sinai, they encamped in the wilderness. And there Yisrael encamped before the mount. And Moses went up to the Most High God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say unto the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and I held you down that whole entire time, bro, and brought you unto myself, brought you from out of the midst of all of that unscathed to myself. Now, therefore, if ye will hearken unto my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be mine own treasure from so, among all the peoples. Hold on. Now, when I tell you that we God's treasure, I ain't making it up. I'm not making it up. Read that verse again. Now, therefore, if ye will hearken unto my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be my own treasure from but among all the peoples. Being the treasure, or you ain't the treasure. Right. Straight real like that. You know what? I like to liken it unto a wife. A wife is a man's queen. That's his treasure. That's his pleasure. That's everything you can think of. Come but the on. minute that she does something to defile that, no longer is she that. Right? Yep. And it, listen, clear cut. Don't do those things that'll get you cut off. Right. Don't do them things that'll have you no longer be the treasure. Right. Come on. You might have a little disagreement here. You might have a little disagreement there. You might fall out of grace a little bit. Get it back together. Make sure them things that you're doing ain't something that's detrimental to where as y'all say, nah, nah. You, you, can't, you can't go back into that wife now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So y'all give us standards. Y'all tell us what it takes to be his treasure. So live up to them standards. Don't just be running around here saying that you Yah's treasure and you ain't living up to them standards. Nah, we the treasure of Yah indeed when we live by his law, statutes, and commandments. And that's according to his word. Right. You understand, this is a contract that's being established right now. Right. And we signed it with our mouth. Watch. So we agree we're going to be Yah's treasure if we observe his law, statutes, and commandments. We hearken unto him, right? And what do we say as a people keep going? For all the earth is mine. And the whole earth is yours. 
befriend a man that got a couple of dollars in the bank. That's the only thing that's his is what's in the bank. The whole earth is yours. That's why serving y'all is the greatest thing that you can do. That's where the riches is at. You see that jewel, that diamond that's buried under the earth right now, the biggest diamond that exists that's worth more than any diamond that's ever been seen? You know who possesses it right now? Y'all do. Y'all put that there. You know all the gold that hasn't been found, that ain't in the treasuries, that outweigh every treasury on the earth? You know who possessed that and own that? Y'all do. Guess what? I take it one step further. The richest man in the earth. You know who possesses him? Yah. So that should be our focus. Just like that. Let's go. Verse 6. And he shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt... speak unto the children of Yisrael. Right, right. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and sat before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Uh-huh. And all the people answered together and said, what they say? All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. Uh-huh. And Moses reported the words of the people unto the Most High Elohim. Uh-huh. What did your ancestors say? All the words that Moses spoke and we will do. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> what you said? And the Most High, what Elohim said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, right? that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and may also believe thee forever. Right. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Most High God. Uh-huh. And the Most High, what Elohim said unto Moshe, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments. And be ready against the third day. For the third day, the Most High God will come down in the sight of all the people upon the Mount Sinai. Right. And thou shalt set bonds, bounds, unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourself that ye go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. No hand shall touch, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Right. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the ram's horn soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. There was no tolerance with this one. There was none. There's no tolerance. Let's go. Verse 14. Right. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, mm-hmm. and they washed their garments. Right. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Right. Come not near woman. And it came to pass on the third day, when it was morning, 
that there was thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of a horn exceeding loud. And all the people that were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet the Most High God. Verse 20. And the Most High God came down upon Mount Sinai to the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down and charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord, and many of them perish. Verse 22. And let the priests also that come near unto the Most High God sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou didst charge us, saying, Set bounds upon the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Go get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou, and Aharon. Chapter 20, we're going to read through chapter 20 quickly, and I'm going to pass it on to my brother, Prince Nat. Let's go. Chapter 20, verse 1, hallelujah. And the Most High our God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, uh -huh. out of the house of bondage. Uh -huh. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Right. Thou shalt not make unto thee a graven image, nor any manner of likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, right. or that is in the waters underneath the earth. Ain't nothing you're supposed to put before Yah. Anything you can conceive of. That's the whole purpose of that statement. Anything you can conceive of, because the brain can only conceive what it's seen. Exactly. Anything you can think of, conceive of, you don't put before Yah. Let's go. Thou shalt not bow down unto them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, uh -huh. visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, right? and showing mercy unto the thousandth generation of them that love me and keep my commandments. And this is why we the all-stars, because this law was given specific to us. This is why we the all-stars, because when all these other nations was bowing down to the to the to the, the attributes of Yah, we praising Yah, the creator of all things and everything. Mm. Oh, remember earlier when we was reading about that Hindu stuff? Mm. And it's and it and it represented those as the attributes of gods that they worshipped. Yeah. Nigga. We the all-stars. So you demote yourself when you go and you partake in them foolishness things. You see, you gotta understand, Yah is teaching us how to be the, the, the creme de la creme, the treasure. Everything he's telling you to do, observe these laws, statutes, and commandments. It's the sole purpose of allowing you to be the treasure, to ride upon the high places of the earth. You demote yourself when you don't listen. You demote yourself when you eat the way outside of the way Yah tells you to eat. You demote yourself when you work on the shop bottle. You partake on wicked things that you ain't supposed to be doing. You demote on yourself. You ain't worthy of being an all-star. But that's what this is. Y'all has given us the blueprint. This is how you hold this down. This position that you've just been elevated to, this is how you maintain it. And that's what life is about. There's a standard that's established. When you elevate it to a certain place, there's a standard that you got to live up to to even maintain that title. Or you don't deserve that title. That's why men fall from greatness often. And it's just like the latter. Jacob saw. He saw the Malachim ascending and descending. You see us, look at our history. We ascend and we this, descend. That's, that's how it is. But you can make that change. Let's go finish it. Okay. <clears throat> Verse 7. Uh -huh. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Uh -huh. For the Lord will hold him guiltless right. that taketh his name in vain. Guiltless, right. Remember the Shabbat day and to keep it holy. 
Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath unto the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any manner of work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord thy God made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that them is. So, so if you ain't supposed to be working, and your servants ain't supposed to be working, and if you, you don't are a servant supposed to, be working, to something or somebody, then you shouldn't be working. That be your job. It don't matter if you think or believe they're going to fire you or not. Right. I'd rather get fired by man than to be killed by Yah. Because right. you cut off when you don't observe the Lord's statutes and commandments of Yah, specifically the Shabbat day. It says that soul shall be cut off, right? And shouldn't be amongst you, right? Mm -hmm. But you more so choose a check than you do choose it not getting cut off. Real talk. Sometimes we fear what can happen by the Punishment of man that we do fear Yah. That's why you gotta fear Yah. Keep his commandments. That is the whole purpose of life. The whole All your yeah. employer can do is fire you. You know what happens? So what? Your phone gonna ring a couple times by these bill collectors. It don't matter. Trust in Yah. He shall provide. But if you don't ever put Yah to the test, you ain't never gonna know. That's right. You ain't, you ain't even go contend with the with, with the with the boss yet, but yet you just you just know that it's gonna be over for me. You That's don't right. even give y'all the opportunity to fight on your behalf. That shows that you don't fear y'all. You fear that person. That shows you don't fear y'all. You feel not having money. That shows you don't fear y'all. You fear ya. whatever it is you fear. Fear y'all because he said the whole earth is mine. That's why this Torah is full. So you gotta take every word. And you gotta really apply it completely because it has meaning. That's right. It has meaning. Let's go finish it. And rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Uh -huh. Honor thy father and thy mother. Right. That thy days may be long upon the land which the most high your Elohim giveth thee. Oh. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not bear this false witness against thy neighbor. When a married woman steps outside of her marriage, adultery is not when a married man goes and courts another woman to bring her into his marriage, to build another relationship with her. That's just, the, that's just what it is here. Just quoting how it is. Let's go. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Right. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his maidservant, nor his maidservant, right. nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Right. And all the people perceived the thunderings and the lightnings and the voice of the horn and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and right. stood afar off. Uh -huh. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. Right. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. They said that. And then the haters later on come up and they go, Why God talk to you? He don't talk to us? Right. Haters, bro. People hate so much, they just put their own foot in their mouth. They don't even realize it. You don't got to even contend with them. Because they put their own foot in their mouth. Let me address them. Go ahead. Finish it. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for the Most High God has come to prove you, and that his fear may so be before that you. you got to tell your boss, I'm not coming to work today. And you're not sure. I know what it feels like. Trust me. I know what it feels like. But I know what I'm not showing up. I don't care what you say. Because the whole earth is yours. And we'll read that last verse one more time. Okay. Fear not, for God has come to prove you. Because Yah proves you 
sometimes and the things that you do and the, the things that come upon you. Let's go. And that his fear may be before you, uh -huh. that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where the Most High God was. Uh -huh. And the Most High Elohim said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye yourselves have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver or gods of gold. Ye shall not make unto you an altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thy oxen, in every place where I cause my name to be mentioned. Oh, that's mm -hmm. it, you passed it. Um, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With that family, I pray that you got something out. Well, family. Sometimes we need to refresh this course. Ooh, excuse me. Um, um I'm here. I had an accident on Thursday. I'm here, y'all. We here. We mm -hmm. both did. Um just keep praying for sisters. We alright. Shalom. Salim. Shalom. Whichever one you like. We bid you. With the Shama prayer. Shama Yisrael. Yahweh Le'enu. Yahweh Kad. Hero Israel. Yahweh our God. He is one alone. And we shall worship him. With all our hearts. All our minds. All our souls. Peace.